How's it going? Oh man. Let's let's just get right into it. Let's just let's just hash this out. <laughs> Is that what I like the ASMR there? <laughs> uh well we recorded last week uh with Andrew. Uh, that should be in your podcast feeds. We talked about the art. It's a great episode. I think it's one of our best, if you ask me. But in the time between that happening and when I was supposed to edit that and get that all done, I got the, the stomach bug that's been going around these parts. Apparently, it's coast to coast. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> my daughter picked it up, and then I got it. And then... <laughs> It just bunny hopped. <laughs> bunny hop. Is that a thing? Do you I think it know. went through the computer? You think like <laughs> it was. It's, I legitimately like had that weird paranoid thought. Yeah. Like what if I gave it to you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you just feel guilty like of, you know, anyone that you potentially were in contact with. <laughs> so we, we weren't even talking. We were busy doing other stuff and the barf boys were riding at night. Riding that toilet. <laughs> riding, the, riding the porcelain bowl. <clears throat> Every time I get sick, I think about the Seinfeld episode where he brags about like not puking for since like 19, <laughs> you know, 70 something. Right. And like, I always feel like disappointed in myself. I'm like, Jared, why are you puking again? <laughs> That's for children. Yeah, this is a pukings <laughs> for babies. If Jerry Seinfeld can not puke, you cannot puke. Um, yeah, but, I I try to model my life after Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld in in any possible way. Yeah, yeah, I think Larry David would find it hilarious that he has caused somebody psychological stress for thinking that it's okay or that they they should feel bad about puking <laughs> because of a stupid joke he wrote. Also, like thirty years ago, at this point, have you seen the drama with Larry David and FTX? Complete tangent. Uh huh. Yeah. Which is funny because his involvement was literally he was like, "I'm telling you, don't do this." Which, <laughs> Which again, a that's funny because yeah. of course Larry David would get in trouble for being on a commercial where he says not to buy the product, <laughs> but also. Let's consider that the point of having him in the commercial was to get you to buy the product. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, he took the money. Uh, they paid him under the assumption that they thought that would get some people hooked on the crypto. Yeah, and it, it was worked. actually one of the best Super Bowl commercials last year too. I, it completely washed over <clears throat> me. I was like, "What is this? Why are there sixteen celebrities in it?" Oh, crypto commercial <laughs> out the back door. I mean. It, that was kind of the yeah anything that was a i i just ironic you know ironically laughed at the things that were crypto right someone pointed out it hasn't even been a year since all those crypto commercials were at the super bowl yeah i definitely Oops. had that that was kind of one of the thoughts i had like as they were happening live was like what's the shelf life on these like there's no like also it pointed to like it's it it, the bubble has reached its biggest <laughs> if like they're, they're trying to unload now. like yeah I, it you're you're not in on the first you know the the ground floor when like it's <laughs> <laughs> the largest advertising spot in the world have you ever bought any cryptocurrency jake 
<laughs> no. No. Look, we're we're on the record on this podcast before <laughs> those commercials even aired saying we think it's stupid. So huge W for the bad wallpaper brand. You can trust us with your with your tech and investing tips. Yeah. Well, and that's I mean, even regardless of like cryptocurrency, that technology like FTX and like crypto exchanges that like have shady, you know, uh structures that somehow give you huge returns like come on they're obviously scams <laughs> like look if a if a man in a top hat rolls into town and tells you you can make huge returns on your investment do not listen to them that's that's what everyone should have learned from that michael jackson and paul mccartney uh music video <laughs> uh i i'm i'm super curious which one you're talking about. <laughs> I, I can't even remember it wasn't black or white i don't think okay <laughs> Oh, it was say, say, say. Hold on. We're going to go to the intro at some point, but I'm going to share this tab with you. This is the stupid stuff we're up to when, when we should be uh, doing the podcast. Gather round. Let me tell you all about the Mac and Jack Wonder Potion. Guaranteed to give you unbelievable power. Yes, my friends, it can give you the strength of a raging bull. I'll try one. Oh, here's a young gentleman. I'll try one. I want one. I'll try one. Well, he wasn't in a top hat for for our listeners. Okay, it was like an old timey hat in that one. <laughs> the Mac and Jack Wonder Potion. Hey, hey, hey! Say one say, sip, say. you'll have unlimited power. Hey, welcome to the show. We're Bad Wallpaper. <laughs> I can't. It's so I love every time you can't get through it without giggling. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the show. We're Bad Wallpaper. We've got a plan to create an album in one year by writing some music every week. We'll take our favorites, expand them into full songs, and then record our album at the end of a year. You can follow along on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please, if you're enjoying the show, subscribe and give us a review. And you can follow us on Twitter at bad underscore wallpaper. Not for long. And on Instagram at bad.wallpaper.band. Yeah, our, our Twitter's days are numbered. I mean, our Twitter's days have always been numbered, considering I always forget to tweet. I just do the Instagram. But, yeah, it's been funny watching Twitter just kind of collapse. Yeah, for sure. Um you know, I give it six months. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't think it's really going to die. It's just going to like already, it was already kind of questionably relevant and it's just going to be yeah, even more so. Like brands are still going to like put their shit up there because they're brands and they're like. It's free. Yeah. Free real estate. Um, or, or it's $8 a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing to a brand. Yeah. Hey, we're a brand now. <laughs> yeah, we are a brand now. Have we have we actually rebranded? I haven't haven't actually It's going up tonight. I tonight. Tonight. I Googled it. Like Sunday evening is one of the better times to do it. So I'm gonna nice. do it tonight. Yeah. Who is it Radiohead the for the uh moonshaped pool re, like rollout? Like they they blacked out all their like they essentially made all of their their brand like just black, and then mm. like, and then 
said it again. It, you know, you have to be big enough that people realize Notice. whenever you do something like that on your Instagram. Yeah. It's probably it's probably a good call. I'll just change it over. That's probably the right move. Or remember when that was like the trend to su- to show support for George Floyd protests? It worked. It totally it. worked. Anyways, we realized recently that we've been lying to the listeners uh, for several weeks now. Uh, when we said we've got a plan to create an album in one year, <laughs> that was a lie. We had a plan to write music every week. And hey, we did it. We did a pretty good job, I'd say. We wrote some music almost every week. Yeah. Big asterisk on the almost there. Almost this, every week. Somehow, somehow 13 weeks uh, escaped us. <laughs> That's actually honestly pretty good considering the amount of effort that goes into uh, both of us just to do one podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what we realized is it's been about a year. We've put a ton of work into this thing. I think where we've written a bunch of songs, uh, at least like the sketches of songs, but because we were dumping so much effort into trying to come up with something new every week, we didn't have the f- like free time to go back <laughs> and actually work on the tracks. Yeah, I definitely remember thinking like, oh yeah, like every month or so, like yeah. I'll just like fidget with these things that we wrote. But like that never, there really was never time to like do that when it was like, well, you know, I mean, I was trying to do some other, you know, jams and like stay just creatively like plugged in. And um, yeah, the like work of going back and refining a song never seemed to like, naturally happen yeah yeah and i think we we got some stuff done uh we'll go over it later in the episode but basically welcome to the bad wallpaper a year in review we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about what we've done over the past year what we're proud of what we what we want to keep kind of diving into and working on uh and talk about some some new ways we're gonna try to use this format to get the creative juices flowing which was always the point that's all that we really care about this podcast for is creative juices and other juices it's a juice heavy podcast it has the juice so all right we're going on to juice of the week our favorite segment uh this week my juice is orange juice orange juice <laughs> some pulp just like tony soprano jake was you were like into juicing for like a hot minute weren't you well, I got a juicer from my mother-in-law. She picked it up at a garage sale of some sort. And I was really into tiki cocktails. So I was just juicing pineapples and mostly pineapples, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's mainly what I was juicing. I was going to say, like, I mean, I guess you got some pineapple orange guava for yeah. some tiki drinks, but it's mostly pine- pineapple. <laughs> mostly pineapple. Oh my God. Okay. Tangent, tangent, tangent alert. Uh, remember in college when we had the uh, study playlist from our buddy Grimm that buried deep within it had the Pina Colada song? <laughs> you know, I don't really remember this. This might have been after you were gone primarily. Yeah. I remember you showing me like Tame Impala and War on Drugs, and that was like, we would just pick like a random album and that would be our study music 
<laughs> well, that was that was when it was just the two of us. Just the two. Right. That was when we were chugging coffee and Red Bulls at midnight and then just like listening to Diarrhea Planet in our That's room. Uh, engineering school for him. That's engineering school. It was good. It was fun. But when we lived in a larger house with some other buddies of ours, uh, our friend Grim had a very nice playlist that he would play in our study room while we were all working. Uh, but hidden within the depths of this very chill and a folky playlist was the Pina Colada song. And we had one rule in that house, which was if the Pina Colada song plays during study time, we all take a study break and make Pina Coladas. <laughs> and now we were not juicing pineapples back in those days, but I did hone my Pina Colada skills. Yeah, I definitely don't remember getting a Pina Colada Ah. So I, I think I, I missed out on this. <laughs> it's a post-Jared situation. I do remember making mudslides, though. We did make a lot of mudslides. That was, that was you know, the newfound freedom of access to alcohol. And <laughs> I was like, this sounds like it should be amazing. And I mean, it is. It just tastes All like your favorite drinks shake. from Applebee's you can make at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Def- right. Definitely made our... Uh, Okay, we don't need to talk about college alcohol <laughs> consumption. Uh, pina colada song. So wait, how did we get there? Oh yeah, juice, juicing, juicing. I don't even know how juice. we got to juicing. Oh no, it was it was the juice. Okay, we're back to we're back to centered. <laughs> so apparently, and this just shows how like not a big deal this is, but apparently the <laughs> Grammy noms came out for this year. You you put that on there, and I was like, you're pulling my leg. Yeah. There's I no way that happened. I literally did not see this or hear anything about this. <laughs> um, but uh, they're out. You wanna you wanna do a, a quick review of them? Uh, let's let's just look at this together. We got so let's let's cover album of the year and maybe a few choice categories. All right, all right. So <laughs> somehow, <laughs> I mean, somehow ABBA, Mary J. Blige, <laughs> and Coldplay. Are I didn't know like any of these came on out. these. So I mean, we've got the was it ABBA seventies or eighties? I don't know. I mean, Jerry, Mary J. Blige definitely. I mean, I guess two thousand and one. If, mm-hmm. if if uh, if that uh, Dr. Dre album is the, I mean, she was she was starting to become a big thing around then. We have not covered a single one of these on the podcast. How can we call ourselves a music podcast when we when we never talked about? Adele's 30 or <laughs> Mary J. Blige's Good Morning Gorgeous Deluxe. I mean, and maybe I think we probably made a passing mention of Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I think we did. Morale. And we were like, it's fine. Yeah, definitely the weakest Kendrick Lamar album. Uh, like easy. Like I think everyone who's a Kendrick fan is in agreement of that. That's a huge like generalization there. So I should probably walk that one back. Nope, but, nope. Stand um, firm. But yeah, I mean, honestly, Bad Bunny is maybe the, and Harry Styles. I, I mean, Lizzo even is like, you know, her best album was like five years ago. <laughs> I don't know. It's, this feels like a list that just is not relevant. And I mean, not, are we surprised? No. <laughs> are, are we relevant though? That's another question. Is the thing, the things that we like aren't necessarily relevant, but. I mean, yeah. What is ABBA doing up there? What are we yeah. up to here? Uh, I feel like Beyonce has got to be like a, a a strong front runner there. That would be my guess yeah. as well. 
when you don't even know half the other albums, I would think <laughs> Beyonce has a pretty good shot. Yeah. So yeah, we're All not right, going to like start. you know list off every single thing. That that's not what we do here. You can go. We're here to list. Right, find it yourself. Oh, best new artist is always sometimes interesting. <laughs> hey, one we talked about, Domi and JD Beck. There you go. Good Signed job. To uh, Anderson Pock's new mm-hmm. label. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Wet Leg won this one. Oh, Wet Leg's on there? Yeah, interesting. Again, not my thing, but at least I'm like aware yeah. of it. I mean, to <laughs> see just a, a indie rock phenom show up is, yeah. is always interesting. Uh, Molly Tuttle, that's interesting. She's like a bluegrass, super proficient guitar player. Uh, it, it's so weird like how like, Grammy's like, hey, you're a new artist. You've been around for like 15 years. I but, do love that. Uh, you finally made an album that pe- that, that we care about. <laughs> that we listened so. to. <laughs> <laughs> and made me some money. Uh, the other one, Maniskin. Maniskin. I've, I've been hearing them on Maniskin. like alt-rock radio. I, apparently they won like Euro song or whatever, Eurovision. Oh, Eurovision. Well, I think last year it was like Olivia Rodrigo was on this list. And it's like, yeah, of course, like uh, someone like Olivia yeah. Rodrigo was going to win. Like, yeah, brand new pop phenom. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. Pentatonics. Oh my God. Best traditional vocal album, Pentatonics. <laughs> finally, finally yeah. getting the credit they're due 15 years after we had to listen to their ass. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, is did Turnstile get any noms? Oh, there it is. Best rock performance holiday Ooh, by Turnstile. Hey, okay. See, I mean, now we're talking. The, <laughs> that okay. So yeah, best rock performance. It's always funny when like I mean Beck. Don't ever really think of him as rock, but cool, I guess. They don't also know what Brand, else to do with him. Also, Brand like Brandy Carlisle and rock performance. That's very funny. So yeah, the Black Keys. That was. <laughs> That page, you can just pencil them in for best rock performance yeah, every time I mean, they release an album. I, I vaguely remember it being somewhat solid, but uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, idols, I, I kind of am off the idols train. Like they were fun, but they're kind of a one shtick pony. One shtick pony. <laughs> I like that. All right. And then Ozzy Osbourne still, still rocking the free world. Everyone <laughs> remembers Ozzy Osbourne featuring. <clears throat> Uh, Jeff Beck featuring Tony Iommi. I like, okay, so Turnstile apparently is nominated for Best Rock Performance and Best Metal Performance. Which is funny. Like, I, don't, yeah. I wouldn't call Blackout a metal song, but I guess there's not, like, Best Hardcore Performance. Right? Blackout has more of, like, a melody than, like, like traditional melody than Holiday, almost. Like, yeah. It, it, I, yeah, that's a funny distinction there. It also got nominated for best rock song. So I don't even know what any of, I forget what all these mean. Let's also talk about that aspect of the Grammys. What yeah. is a best rock performance versus best rock song? I don't know. Yeah. I forget. I've looked it up. I forget every time. Ooh, let's go to best rock album. What do we got here? Machine okay. Gun Kelly's second oh, album that no. nobody listened to. <laughs> Spoon's on there. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Black Keys, Elvis Costello. That's a, I, I forgot one. that he came out on the album this year. Yeah. Idols, Machine Gun Kelly, Osborne, Spoon. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We got to keep this moving. Let's go to let's go to what we all care about, which is best alternative music album. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> Arcade fire right oh, at the top. No. Oh no. Whoops. They didn't get they didn't get the memo memo that's canceled. Whoops. But gotta love seeing Big Thief Dragon New Warm Mountain. I believe in you. Uh that's great. Probably not gonna win, but you know Wet Leg will probably beat it. That I mean the album's okay. Like I mean it's for me, like there's still like the one one song right now. So Yeah. To me, it's no contest if it were head to head them and <laughs> right. Um, Bjork and yeah, yeah, yeah is rounded out. Uh, I don't know. I could see them doing just like a yeah, yeah, yeah is like they're like, oh yeah, we knew this album oh, yeah. or this band from like 15 years ago. So they were good, weren't they? Yeah. All right, that's probably gonna wrap that one up. Um, <laughs> well, you don't want to go into best melodic rap performance. <laughs> Matt best Lamar, country album. What? <laughs> Matt I always, <laughs> I always love seeing like the best Christian music album because it's oh, Toby <laughs> Mac is Toby still Mac, <laughs> Chris Tomlin. I saw a man with a tat on his big fat belly. It wiggled, it wiggled around, around like, like mama made jelly. jelly. It took me a while to catch what it said because it had a rhythm of his belly with belly my, head. my head. In a typical tattoo green. <laughs> <laughs> He stood on a box in the middle of a city and he claimed he had a dream. Jared had to prove that he knew all the lyrics to (laughs) Jesus Freak after all these years. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) They should be retconned into like the new metal. (laughs) Like they were like feeding off of that energy for sure. Yeah, but like the good ones I feel like were retconned. Like POD, they just made it into the pantheon of rap rock. Because they're good. <laughs> they yeah yeah, everyone liked POD, Demon Hunter. That was a big one. Yeah, but again, that was just like thing. that was just like late two thousands metal. There, that was like the Disturbed track. Mm. It was like this is Disturbed when your parents won't let you listen to Down with the Sickness. Yeah, you'd be like, Mom, they're Christian. Okay, <laughs> Demon Hunter. That sounds like they don't like demons <laughs> rather than liking demons. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're <laughs> oh boy. All right, let's get the Ticketmaster stuff out of the way and keep this moving. Oh yeah. I mean we I got a lot to go over. <laughs> they they they're charging like twenty five hundred bucks to see some like country chick, I don't know, from Tennessee. Uh, I uh, would not pay that personally. Yeah. Well, and it's been <laughs> funny watching all the TikTok Swifties become uh Marxists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We- because supply and demand has betrayed them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and that's like the the thing that never, like the tickets are only posted for that because people are willing to buy them at that price. Like, yep. I mean, the the other system where you just have to physically go through hardship, like standing in line for a long time. And it, that was a way of leveling the playing field outside of like just the free market. But I think like as soon as ticket sales went digital, like this was kind of inevitable. Right. I mean, we've been dealing with like bots scooping up tickets and selling them way over on resale for, you know, decades. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, before the same thing happened, it just was in person and physical and limited by how geography (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and limited by how hard somebody wanted to hustle, you know, walking up and down the, <laughs> you 
the venue with the sign that says I have tickets, uh, which is still funny seeing that happen. Like, I mean, it's impressive, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's actually where the deals are at now. Not on ticket or not on StubHub or whatever. Wouldn't be surprised. It's kind of like, you know, once Uber got insane with surge pricing, it was like, I actually kind of like, uh, you know, old cabs. <laughs> old yellow taxi. Set, set rate. You might get Queen Latifah rate. and Jimmy Fallon. Who knows? It could be the cash cab. Could be the cash cab. Or, or it could be the porn one. It could be the bang bus. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. I mean, there you go. We talked about there we uh, <laughs> the big thing. I mean, it, I, like, what's the solution to it? I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, it just sucks that it's so blatant. Like, at least yeah. it literally, like, the, the only difference from before was it was obfuscated enough that people didn't complain but now it's just so blatant and and the other like dirty secret is like taylor swift is making money off of that like scalped ticket price which it's not even scalped but like it's going into her pocket poor partially so yeah but swifty fans don't like to deal with that reality do they yeah it's like (laughs) it's going to her instead of to a scalper and it's like, maybe that's better. I think we talked about this a bit with Modest Mouse, where like in Seattle, they were up in the ticket prices a bit. Yeah. I mean, it was into, <laughs> into like the several hundred dollars <laughs> and you were like, this is a disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're talking like several thousand for Taylor Swift. It's going to keep getting worse. So That's um, a great, great outlook. It's only going to keep getting worse. As with everything that's happening around us, it's only going to get worse from here, folks. All right. <laughs> all right that's all right i feel yeah, like we should make a super cut of all the times we transition by being like well all right well okay all right should we go into what we've been listening to i think i think that's a good or, call. what's up with this i don't even know what oh i i went and saw a cool show in portland i mean if we want to if you know i paid 25 bucks for it there you go which is i could go to a hundred of those before <laughs> going to one Taylor Swift show. That's true. Um, so yeah, I went to a, uh, it, it was sort of like a masterclass guitar clinic, sort of like a show, but, uh, the artist was Paul Gilbert of bands such as Mr. Big and racer X. They had, they had a really big, uh, ballad hit in the 80s or maybe it was the 90s i don't know somewhere in there to be with you yeah and he was like that kind of guitarist that was like i'm insanely proficient and i can play super duper super duper fast and i can play like classical like songs but on electric guitar and i say all that with like a tinge of like you know (laughs) irony but like i actually eat that crap up because it was really cool i remember in like middle school i was like this is real rock (laughs) yeah i like was talking about like paul gilbert and like ingwe malmsteam and yeah uh what's his name steve Vai or whatever i was just watching them play guitar on youtube when i was 13 joe satriani (laughs) joe satriani absolutely there's a guy mateo something yeah play like these two (laughs) yeah and he was just like, yeah, the double necks and different <laughs> yeah. directions. And he was just which, tapping, which uh, Tenacious D makes fun of excellently in uh, Pick a Destiny. 
Yeah, but uh, I mean, super cool to uh, just see somebody shred like with insane proficiency. Right like, in front of you, in yeah. front of me. <laughs> yeah. um, highlights were a uh, he did the Rocky song, <laughs> but like shred, and it was really cool. But like shred, we'll just, we'll just leave it like that. So got to talk to him. I actually bought a pedal that was his. Like it was his signature pedal, but it was also like. It was he had it made for him so he could record an album, nice. and that was his like personal one, and I bought it. Was there a markup that for expensive. that? <laughs> no, <laughs> the worth it then. <laughs> so, yeah. The <laughs> funny thing is, I was like, "Can you sign this?" And he was like, "Well, it kind of already is signed because <laughs> on the back <laughs> it has like his like the label has his signature." But he's like, "I'll put it. I'll actually sign it." Yeah, it's like that. Come on, that's a little different. But I definitely think that there's absolutely a, a real market for guitar equipment as merch. Like, definitely <laughs> for you at least. You'd rather buy a pedal than some T-shirt you're not going to wear. Yeah, because I mean, well, I mean, I wear the T-shirts, <laughs> but I mean, let's let's like a poster. I'm not going to put on my wall or. uh what are the other like dumb merch things like no one ever buys? Tote bags. Tote bags. <laughs> I certainly am not buying tote bags. I'm not a tote bag guy. I don't know. Beanies. So, just watch for the uh, watch for the bad wallpaper signature guitar merch. <laughs> it's gonna come out. It's it's, it's gonna happen, folks. What would your pedal be, Jern? You can't oh. be. Don't just pick an overdrive. <laughs> Is it, what if it's a transparent overdrive? <laughs> Especially if it's a transparent overdrive. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like there aren't enough signature compress, com- compressors. You know? Like, like artist compressors. <laughs> Bad wallpaper anyway. signature compressor. Yeah. <laughs> really adds that bad wallpaper shimmer. <laughs> Considering I don't even have a compressor on my board currently, that's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Compressors, overrated. You heard it here first. Unless you're tapping, then it's necessary. <clears throat> then you kind of need it. All right, let's get into what we've been listening to, Jared. Let's do it. Can I go first? I would love if you would go first. I'm excited to talk about our friend Andy. Yeah. Not our friend. From, straight from... Nova Scotia, maybe I don't know Saskatchewan. I think he's from up up in them parts. I mean, he's from Canada, certainly. <laughs> it's all the same. There's, they only have like ten provinces. <laughs> I, I don't. I, he's I don't from know. Saskatchewan. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that, almost where the blues moved, I believe. Whoa, like that's the 80s. I did not know that. Fun fact: Saint 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 Louis and just you know teams not staying with them i mean it didn't happen so that's good uh yeah anyway andy schaff uh schaff schoof schaff schoff schoff he is one of my favorite artists the last couple of years he topped my top 10 list in i don't 2020? know whenever neon skyline came out was that, that 2020? 2020 and uh he followed that up with like other songs from that session yeah. or uh writing like space that i didn't really connect with that much but yeah uh, wilds was good 
but I, I'm just going to go back to Neon Skyline every time. Yeah. And, uh, but he has a new single and it's like a different thing. And, uh, I put it on, you know, kind of like t- tentatively cause I was like, oh, is it going to be more wild stuff? Is, you know, and man stuck in my head instantly. I think, I think part of it is like, it's just something about like, like I'm such not a lyrics person, but like for him, like. <laughs> the lyrics like always connect with me and and i feel like the melody and the lyrics always play very like yeah. fun together yeah so this has been a uh, on repeat in the gore household and I've, I've you know annoyed my wife by being like check out this song and she's like are you trying to say something to me <laughs> she's like no I, it's actually said, about god <laughs> it's about god you sent me the video and it was really funny because it's like uh God and Jesus are like dancing in heaven. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. And the, well, the, the chorus is, was all my love wasted on you? She, <laughs> yeah. So she was like, do we need to have a talk? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, great lyrics, great song. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Looking forward to so, the new album. So excited for the new album. I forget what the, the album has a title, but. You know, it's Untitled not Andy so Shelf Project 2022. Just, just figure it out. How about you? You've been you've been getting some uh, some of uh, I've died. Yeah, sorry for that transition. I forget what the Drive by Truckers guy's name is. I was gonna say his name and then I forgot it. And well, it doesn't matter. There's several guys by in the Drive by Truckers, uh, and oh, this yeah, is kind of true. their peak. Uh, I had to do a little research because so we're talking about the Drive by Truckers now. Good transition, Jared. Great job. They're a band that I think has influenced a lot of uh, bands that we like, but I haven't listened to them that much. You know, they're kind of in that uh, rebel rock, alt country kind of, uh, I don't know. It's almost like a revival of 70s and 80s Southern rock in a lot of ways, which I honestly love. Like, I think that's safe for me to say. (laughs) I love that music. I think it's fun. I think it's great. Uh, but yeah, in like the early 2000s, uh, they're, they're two, you know, front men, Patterson Hood and Mike Cooley from Georgia. Uh, we're both writing a lot of songs and making all these albums. And Jason Isbell was in the band at that point, which that's, was that's interesting. The that I that's the guy say. you were thinking about. <laughs> the guy who got kicked out of drive-by truckers for being too drunk. <laughs> Look, if you're doing too much like drugs and alcohol for, for a, a southern, southern rock, rock band, band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you probably yeah. need to pump the brakes. He probably needed to pump the brakes. I think it was probably good for everybody that he was no longer in the band. Uh, that was probably good for him. Uh, he was just playing guitar at this point, I believe. Uh, in the band, he wasn't really doing like main songwriting and singing and stuff. Uh, but I really got into their kind of 2005, 2006 albums, uh, The Dirty South and A Blessing and a Curse. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've gone back and listened to much Drive-By Truckers. I think a lot of their singles are really good, like uh, Gravity's Gone is from A Blessing and a Curse. Uh, I think they're a band that has incredible lyrics, and I think that's what differentiates them from a lot of other bands is they do an incredible job of making these awesome, you know, Southern rock songs with 
really good storytelling, uh, which I think is a big part of the genre of like country, country rock, things like that. Uh, there's like one song where they're like, uh, there's this movie that we watched about a, a dry county where the cops like are tussling with the bandits and we're going to sing this from the perspective of like the, the bandits and like the, the booze runners and stuff because we think they're cool and right. <laughs> <laughs> like, they literally have like an intro where they're like, we watched this movie and we didn't like the cops. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's great. And yeah, very east, eastbound and down. <laughs> but I mean, these albums are like an hour long, and there's more tracks in them that I want to go back to that I'd never heard by the drive by truckers. There's one about like a tornado and stuff. I know about tornadoes and stuff. I grew up in the not the dirty south, but the, the lower Midwest at least. Yeah, I think I so yeah, I a while ago went back and like did a little drive by trucking. Um, <laughs> I think it was like Jason Isbell and the 400 unit had a couple like albums that were getting talked about a lot. And so I like went back and, and it didn't really connect with me at that time, but I'm really curious if I went back now. Cause like I could, Im I can imagine it like flowing really well with like MJ Linderman. Well, mixing in. And I think Wednesday, are huge drive-by truckers fans. And I see you're wearing your treehouse brewing hat. Uh, unfortunately, we like missed by a couple of weeks and I, I think the tickets were sold out too, but uh, drive-by truckers and Wednesday played a show at treehouse. Wow. Oh what a good gosh. day at the brewery there. Yeah. <laughs> the what that Jason Isbell would have gotten a pass that day to drink all the craft beer. Oh God. I don't know if Jason Isabel still drinks. <laughs> I don't know his I don't know his story. Sorry, sorry, Jason. Sorry, Jason. We didn't mean to. I'm uh sad you're not writing riffs anymore, Jake, because I'd love to hear your drive-by trucker inspired riff. <laughs> <clears throat> I can work it in. <laughs> I, I watched this this movie. It was about demon possession, and you know what? I really resonated with the demon. So here you go. Yep. This song's called Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Hereditary is already from the perspective of the demons winning. You know, <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, they're not the underdog in this situation. <laughs> no, they're the good guys. Every movie. Whoever wins, that's the good guy, and the movie wants you to think that's the good guy. Mm. Oh, if we want to do some media quick hits. I watched a movie <laughs> last night that really pissed me off. All right, hit me. Let's do it. Uh, I watched Dragged Across Concrete. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'd heard controversial things about this director. <laughs> First of all... You think? Well, Mel Gibson's in it. <laughs> and... Um, and Vince Vaughn, and I was, you know, it just kind of was like the the Vince Vaughnissance was. They tried to make that happen after the McConaissance, right? And he's kind of playing the same sort of character that he played in True Detective, but uh, yeah. So what's pissed me off about this movie is like <laughs> it's like the premise is like, oh, these cops got video recorded like doing a uh drug bust and they like curb stomped the drug dealer but they got suspended because oh no you can't curb stomp drug oh, dealers you can't curb stomp drug dealers these days 
Yeah. And then, and so then they decide to like steal some money from other drug dealers that they've been watching because they got suspended without pay. And those drug dealers go on to like rob a bank and people die in the bank robbery. And they're like, oh man, I really wish we wouldn't have gotten suspended. <laughs> we could have saved those lives. Ah. <laughs> like it's so, <laughs> I mean, and <laughs> okay. I, this is probably going to get cut, but at the end, <laughs> the, the like one of the bank robbers like is like is like, man, you're a tough inward to like Mel Gibson, and Mel Gibson's <laughs> like right back at you, <laughs> like <laughs> he was like, can Come I on. say it? And uh, I know S. Craig Zoller yeah. was like, uh, maybe sit this one out, Mel. <laughs> Oh my god! See, I I've heard of this movie, and I know this director is like insanely right wing, and is yeah. I, I think the the way I heard him described one time is like the only guy making right wing art that isn't trash. In that, like, I've heard this movie is like brutal and like well made and like interesting and stuff like that. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> the the take that uh, the crooked cops getting suspended was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a very funny one to like legitimately be trying to convey. Yeah. And like, it wasn't really that well made either. Oh, you didn't think I it mean, was great. I give it a, like a, you know, three stars. Hey, that's better than like the left behind series or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it's like, passable i mean i've seen worse like action movies but this like yeah it was trying to be like artsy and that was what was annoying too so anyway do not recommend good to know all <laughs> right thanks for the media quick hit jared that was that was good no i liked it all right so uh as we kind of talked jake didn't write a riff this week <laughs> uh i wrote one I don't really have a respiration for it or anything, so we might as well just like dump it out there. But let's just I, get I like it out there. Let's just let's just get it out there. Let's so. just uh, we're just gonna breeze right through it. Thanks for sharing, Jaron. So, okay, a little more background. Uh, again, I was sick. 
uh, I was editing last week's podcast and I was like, man, I feel like I can't even think of another riff because I keep thinking about like all the progress we need to make on all these other riffs. So I texted Jared like, hey, mind if we like try and switch gears a little bit? And he goes, I already have a riff. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't. So <laughs> Jared insisted on sharing, but I see why now, because I like that riff a lot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of, it's actually good evidence of why we should, you know, focus on what we've already written. Cause it's, I'm starting to write the same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something about the like one to four chord progression just, and grooving on that and. I don't know. It's kind of becoming redundant, but I thought that this was like a good achievement of that thing that I've been playing around with for a while. So yeah. Yeah. And I think um, regardless yeah. of like what we do with it, I think it's a good, good honing of those skills. And yeah, I think it, it has like a good bass groove. It's got like the, uh, kind of reminds me of like a two thousands, <laughs> like indie track, you know, upbeat kind of, yeah. uh, throws you for a loop a little bit. It's got some fun melody stuff yeah 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 that specific part was like it was in my head like and i had to come back and like add that because i was like it needs that but i think i kind of ripped that off from uh my bloody valentine loveless i don't know what track but i know what you mean yeah like the the way they apply it is obviously a little different but uh <laughs> you know they don't have exclusive rights on the descending you know G major scales. <laughs> Kevin Shields is coming for you. <clears throat> <laughs> Nothing you can do. Yeah. But yeah, the production of that one turned out really good too. Like, I don't know. I really liked how the, like the chorusy kind of background guitar. Yeah. Rhythm guitar comes in like on the, like on the one. Yeah. And like I said, I think the bass is very prevalent and that, that kind of drives the whole song. Cause it's like, vroom, 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 vroom. Oh yeah, that that I have to thank a Instagram reel that taught me a bass production trick. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, thank you, so Instagram. You, you you split your bass signal into to two tracks, and you low pass filter one at like super low, like around like two hundred hertz, mm -hmm. and you high pass filter one for the rest of the sonic space, and you send the low pass one through. Uh, like no amps in, just like compress it like crazy though. Mm. And then uh, the other one you send through like the amp sim. And so you get like the best of both. You get like, you know, the kind of gritty natural sounding amped bass versus the like super tight low end. Yeah. And uh, it's still like, I still can't, I have a problem like there's like, this muddy mid-tone that I always get in my bass. I don't know how to kill that. Probably it's just like my crappy bass. <laughs> <laughs> like if I got a yeah. better bass. So. But uh, yeah, bass production trick. Thank you, Instagram Reels. Yeah. And again, I think that's part of the reason like we've done so much better as we've gone through the, our production is we've found things that we constantly want to tweak and then maybe we see a little trick on the internet, try that. Oh, that works. Let me just do that. And then you keep building on from there. And I think that's why when you listen to our, our first tracks uh, versus our latest tracks, I think they're a lot more uh, tight. 
a lot better produced, which, yeah, hey, that's half the battle. Yeah. I do get jealous of artists like Handy Schaff, um, who just have like a super consistent sound. And I, it's like almost like, I mean, I know they don't, but, you know, they could just have like a template preset and just like go. And then it's just, they're only restricted by, you know, the songwriting itself, but like it's going to come out sounding consistent and good. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I mean, but I also like the experimentation and like figuring out like what works and what doesn't work yeah. and like, but well, that's part of what we're going to, what we're going to nail down. Right. We're going to, we're going to make our, I feel like that's like part of what we should work on too, is like the consistency or at least the, like, you know, what is our, what is our sound? Mm-hmm. What are we going to try and try and, uh, coalesce around? And I mean, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of material to work through. <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess we're, we're getting into the, the recap of where we're at so far in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So we started mm-hmm. with just the idea of, Hey, we both want to write more music. We both want to push each other to write more music. The podcast is a way to, you know, force the creative process a little bit and kind of get us, uh, off our asses and stop. Uh, procrastinating and just have a deadline for cranking out some music. Uh, we didn't know what that format looked like initially. If you listen to our first episode, I think we lost a lot of people because we were like, oh, <laughs> uh, we have two tracks. What do we do with them? We're not going to vote on them because, or we're not going to like pick one because that would be stupid. <laughs> that will never work. <laughs> What do we do? And then we just kind of left it open-ended. We figured it out, but <laughs> the initial concept was we each write a riff, we do head-to-head, and we pick one. A little silly. It would have been the Thunderdome for riffs. Yeah. And maybe we could do a little bit of that in the future for fun. I kind of like the idea. But it, on a practical level of like motivation and actually getting as much good content as possible i I just don't think it made sense for us on a weekly basis to be doing head-to-head stuff yeah yeah and i mean there is gonna have to be decision making like what goes on the album like there's only so much (laughs) you can only fit so much on a cd rom at 44 uh thousand bits per second or whatever the (laughs) whatever the cd rom quality encoding you think we're restricted by a cd rom size I mean, the world always is like, which, which was derived from vinyl size originally, which is, you know, that's fair. How much, how much audible information can you encode on ripples in plastic? (laughs) That defines a whole era of uh, human artistry. (laughs) That's true. Hey, so the, the marriage of tech and uh, art is so, so important. <laughs> so just a, a quick recap. We, I, I did the math. This was very difficult by the way. Uh, we have 27 tracks each and quick correction after this week, Jared has 28. I only have 27. So kind of an overachiever there. Uh, we also have our three covers. Uh, the one that we made previously independently. And then the two that we, worked on on our own uh for a total of 58 tracks uh 
from Bad Wallpaper. And, you know, at the beginning of this, we were like, hey, we just want to try and write some music. We want to get our thoughts out there. And I would say 58 tracks accomplished the goal. Not too shabby. Yeah, absolutely. Just something to be a little, a little proud of, you know? It's like a lot of this has been, if the output of the art, or if the output of the effort was bad, we probably would not have made it. Or if it wasn't like creatively satisfying in some way along the, along the track, I don't think we'd have yeah. 58 tracks here. And so that's, that's pretty awesome. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. I mean, I think in my best years before this, it was like five or 10, <laughs> just things I was like, you know, messed around with over a whole year. Yeah, exactly. Um, so to like, oh yeah, I put in the work and I, I banged out, you know, almost 30 unique song ideas. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I feel really good about that. Yeah. It's pretty great. And, and we selected 18 tracks plus a cover. I mean, that, that's way too many for an album. Let's be honest. <laughs> Unless we were going yeah. full like white album on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, or, hey. or like, this is a one minute song. Right. <laughs> which we have some of those that might stay that way. Hard to say. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that too, because like, yeah, I feel like that kind of is some of our identity, you know, in that we've written these little riffs yeah. and they, you know maybe they don't need to outlive their welcome. You know, they could just be little things. And I mean, we talked about like with Modest Mouse, you know, they have songs that are more like movements, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. 10 little songs kind of all together. And that, that works really well too. Um, I don't think, I, I don't know. It's hard to know like if ours together will work that way. It's kind of one of those things like I want to like look in retrospective, like, is that possible? Um, yeah. And, not all of our tracks need to have lyrics even. We can just jam on something for a couple minutes uh, and then move on if we really want to. Mm -hmm. It'll be all about like what fits into the album, what, what feels cohesive, what, what does our identity kind of start to shape up as as we're putting all this stuff together. And, and that's kind of our next part of this journey is like how do we go from these 18, 19 tracks that we've selected uh, down to you know a cohesive album and some of them might make it on an ep and not an album or something like that uh, but we've got time to play with that so jake how are we gonna do that <laughs> well jared that's a great question uh we're gonna we're gonna hit the pause button on making riffs you know i think we have more riffs than we can handle at this point i don't even think all the riffs are gonna get finished and fleshed out in full songs at this point yeah, no, no one band should have all that power. All that riffs. So what we're going to do is we're going to shift the format of the podcast. We're going to keep all the goofiness of talking about music news and talking about what we've been listening to. That's still part of our kind of like creative process, I think, is being influenced by all the stuff around us. Uh, but what we're going to do in the creative part of the podcast is kind of focus in on those past tracks, see what we, we, what we selected them for, what makes them click, start expanding them out to, you know, have, you know, maybe chord sheets and lyrics and start to fill out the structure of the song a little bit and then get some rough demos out there of full tracks with full song ideas and see which ones of those start really clicking. Do you have any thoughts on that? No. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> so I think what we're going to do is today, we're going to talk a bit about some of those tracks that we really liked. Uh, that have been stuck in our head since we made them. Uh, 
And starting next week, we'll start bringing up, you know, some of the uh, progress that we've we've been having. I think we'll we'll probably take a few weeks to expand upon some of these songs. You know, the process of cranking out a few chords uh, is a little <laughs> a little easier than trying to, you know fill out a whole song and the demos might not be perfect, but at this point, all we need to do is, is really flesh out these songs in some way. And so I think starting this week, we'll, we'll go through some of, uh, one of mine that I've been working on. Uh, next week we'll go through one of yours that you've been working on and then we'll start uh, debuting little demos as, as soon as we get them. Little Debbie's little Debbie's little demos, little oatmeal cream pies. Mm. What's your favorite little Debbie? I mean, oatmeal cream pie was a big one. The the zebra cake like brownies zebra with, with or no no zebra that's different than the no the cosmic I, brownies were one and then there was zebra yeah, cakes. Yeah, 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 I mean yeah. that's like the holy trinity. I think of little Debbie's. Yeah. yeah, no one likes Twinkies. It's not a little Debbie, is it? Isn't it Hostess? Is that the different than little Debbie? That's know. different from yeah, little Debbie. Right. Little Debbie Oof. was the brand. Oof. That's that's gonna be embarrassing for you. When this comes out, <laughs> embarrassing. I'm I am shook. <laughs> so let's see. I wasn't prepared for this. The what? tracks that I've liked. I know I should have been. <laughs> um. I mean, I, I like all of them. They're all your little babies. <laughs> They're all your little track babies. <laughs> but I think let's go back and revisit the, the the one track that I think we we've completed and that we're fairly happy about. And that is Columbia. Columbia started as my Wilco riff, I believe week five of the podcast. So very early on, uh, we had this, this one that won the second month of our, our podcast. When we met up, we started expanding upon it. Uh, I think we, it, it kind of clicked pretty well. And then I redubbed the vocals and uh, it sounded pretty good. So here's the original demo. I think this starting off with the original demo is a good place to go because it, it's fun to see how they evolve over time. funny how much like how similar that sounds to you know just like a lot of our little riffs and demos you know yeah uh it's like there's you know three ideas in there and yeah. like they sound you know cool okay i'm bopping along like yeah i like i like those ideas uh but it does you know it's not like it doesn't stand out a ton from like the rest of what we've done and and mostly i'm saying that because like now in hindsight like i know like the way Columbia turned out <laughs> from that, mm -hmm. you know, like it does stand out once, you know, we like actually like push, you know, like push through and like built it out. And 
it's it's just really, I guess, reassuring. And it's funny that we did that so early on. I think it was, we were motivated by like, yeah, this is how we're going to do this. And it, right. We, you know, I mean, and we were hanging out and we did a couple of yeah. demos yeah. and and stuff like that. I mean, we were, we were pushing it. We were working ourselves yeah. to the bone. Yeah. Which, um, <laughs> was not sustainable. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> Well, yeah. And I mean, we're going to get back into that with the focus specifically on doing, you know, repeating this process now, but, uh, yeah, I mean, mostly I'm just saying in like hindsight, like it's really encouraging that, yeah, we took that idea and we fleshed it out. So let's see what we fleshed it out. Yeah. And I think the thing that differentiated it was once I came up with a melody, it was over, you know, I was like, okay, we can, we can move forward with this one. This one's the one we're picking and we're going to keep going. And I think as we hone in on a lot of these riffs, either picking out that melody or uh, honing that melody that's already in there is going to be really critical to actually building the demos. So yeah, let's listen to Columbia. We also immediately jettisoned the uh, acoustic guitar. (laughs) Who needs it? Who needs it? We drove out to the middle of the state It's all that I could think about all week I couldn't spend another day away from you Even if we just chilled out and drank some beers I 
that one felt good. That one was good. That one felt good. <laughs> yep. Just coming up with the melody. Good thing that's the easy part. Right? It's easy. Just do that. <laughs> yeah. That that has all of the pieces there. It's so cool seeing it like together. Um and also like, I mean, it's <laughs> fun thing is it's still a demo. So like, yeah. you know, I don't know where I mean we can reference this later for, for ideas, but like off the top of my head, like production ideas, like there was like a little like audio artifact in the beginning that was like almost like a reverse, like, I don't know what happened, but it was like, a, yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but like that reminded me of like the parts of like Yankee Foxtrot hotel, uh, by Wilco that are like, you know, just a little like fun little like synthy ambient things that just kind of flutter in and like, make it more substantial i don't know yeah i could see like that being like something like like that's in and at that part cool little artifact things and yeah i mean if if we took like the base <laughs> the of what i just did and like <laughs> slapped that on there like i think could could you know like there isn't a lot going on in that like low end of that song yeah but it is it is interesting too because like your voice does fill that a little bit. So like maybe, maybe that would clash a little bit, but uh, I think it could still use some low end. It's not like my voice is that low. Yeah. Yeah. And really like your voice cuts through like really well. Yeah. And part of it was just like when we initially recorded the demo, uh, we didn't really have the vocal chain down yet. And then I just had to play with it a bit. And I think that helped a lot (laughs) for both podcast and singing kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah uh i mean what are your thoughts like you're pretty happy with like the lyrics as is like that i don't think that needs like iterated on yeah i think the lyrics are solid as is uh i mean the concept's fine uh singing about like a moment of, in time in the past that's mm-hmm. i think that's a fair thing and i mean i you could tweak some lyrics and stuff and I don't think it really needs any other parts either. I mean, I, I think you could maybe like extend the bridge a little bit and then build back into it, but I don't know. Not every song needs to do that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's like perfect pop structure right now. Like why mess with that? I think we're going to yeah. have other moments on our like tracks that are hopefully a little more um, varied, but yeah, but that's a tight three minute pop song. Nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think like, that quality as well is like good enough for a demo certainly where it's like yeah there's little stuff that i would like to fix and there's little stuff that we could probably tweak in the mix and and work on and but we're gonna have to probably re-record all the pieces anyway so (laughs) let's just like call that one good and Mm -hmm. uh you know move on to the next ones but that's a i think that's a good starting point for our you know demos and albums and stuff like that so yeah, very happy with that. And I mean, and now is probably the time to try and like make sure we remember how to actually play it. You know, <laughs> like if there's like a certain core, like that one doesn't really have it too much. Yeah, that one's not like, too bad. It, if there's like a certain chord shape, you know, or something, like, <laughs> you feel like is really important for it. Like maybe write that down instead of like having a, you know mess around for like 30 minutes trying to remember what that chord was. Yeah, I, I've realized that too about our tracks. It's like I go back and I'm like, man, I love that, but I don't even remember how I did that. Yeah, I'm sure I can I figure usually, it out, but. Yeah, yeah. I usually am pretty confident I can figure it out, but 
yeah, it can be. <laughs> you got to go like luckily, isolate the tracks and stuff. I know. And... Yeah. Luckily we have the stems. So can... <laughs> yeah. That's the best part for sure. Yeah. So Columbia's Columbia is a jam. It's Bob. Um, we still have snow in our back pocket, our intro music. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind making a demo of that. That's a great idea. I mean, um, we don't really, all we have is like the cell phone version recorded by our buddy, Dan. I mean, yeah. we could definitely do better with that. And I think we could update it a bit from that like college style vibe we were going for. It was a little more lackadaisical. I think we could yeah. shoegaze it up a little bit, add some rip roaring guitars. Mm. Now you're talking my language. Now we're talking. <laughs> so I think Snow yeah. could use a could use a refresh, but I still think the the structure of it's good. It's got the bad wallpaper cord in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite chord. That open A. All the time. <laughs> um, I uh, I have a couple of, I mean, I think it's recency bias, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the track we picked this last month was one of my favorites I've done in a while. Yeah. So I really want to do that one. I'll, I'm also like, I mean, the other, the other favorite one I had was my, uh, uh, like replacements e1 yeah which it's it's interesting now looking at like how like kind of like i mean those i feel like are somewhat on opposite ends you know of like our influence spectrums for sure um do you wanna you wanna do a quick recap of those yeah let's listen to both of those because i think again we're just trying to narrow down right now what what are we going to focus in on and work on in the next few weeks and that's a good starting point uh yeah. so is replace me the replacements one? <laughs> yeah, just a quick I question. Named that one pretty well. <laughs> that helps because yeah. sometimes we like are looking back. And it's like, is Baja blasted my Jimmy Eat World one? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I couldn't. I was looking for your Jimmy Eat World one the other day because it's been stuck in my head. Oh really? Yeah. So here, let's I'm start pretty, with the replace. I'm pretty sure that one was Francine. Okay, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> Let's start with Replace Me. Let's listen to the Keller Talk one as well. Is it Keller Talk or the uh, yeah, the yeah, Dinosaur Jr.? Yeah, okay. So yeah. let's get those three going because I think those are kind of ones that we can start really digging into. So starting sure. with Replace Me, week 28 from Jared. <laughs>
I, I remember this solo like by heart. This part's. The, or actually, that, that's fine. This part is a little weird. Yeah, that needs to fix. This part, this, but this part. part is so good. Yeah, so I I still think we like I don't know if you have any melody thoughts in mind for those like other two parts, but I think the jamming the solo and then doing the we should keep that for sure. It's really filling in like the verse chorus, I think, uh, melody. Yeah. And then going from there. I mean, it's easy. Yeah. Just do it. Right. Just do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, no solid ideas. Probably just some Paul Westerberg like, hey, is that how he sounds? No, no. no. <laughs> that sounded like Pearl Jam. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Everything comes out Pearl Jam. <laughs> Uh, what, but you know, something, something in that line. Um, should we, should we talk about that tonight demo that we made? Uh, we don't have to right now. Okay. I I was just about to say like, sometimes, sometimes like when we don't have like a fully formed idea and we try and like bounce it off each other, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but like, yeah, (sighs) I, something we need to work on. There were, there were things about that that I liked, but, uh, it, it still like. I don't know. I kind of want to give it another crack at like what my original vision was because that was like the yuck inspired track, I think. And it got pretty far away from yuck E. <laughs> Yucky. Yeah. Not very yucky. What I, I, what I mean by that is what I like about the yuck tracks. And, um, I mean, maybe there isn't anything there, but maybe like, you know, I think we we also like forced the lyrics and like maybe just a complete like lyric refresh. Totally, totally. Redirection could could really help that one out. Yeah, because um, I think I think we'll run into that again with these demos where we try and force a lyrical path or we try and force a melody. Yeah, and maybe it goes too far afield. Uh, yeah. But also that one, I think like the bass line is so like so replacementy that as long as we can get something that like catches that energy. And like the melody can drive on top of it. Mm. Like, I think we can work with that. And there's, again, mm-hmm. there's aspects to the other demo we worked on from the Yuck one that I think we can keep uh, and build on top of. Mm-hmm. But there's some aspects of it that we, we took a crack at it. We maybe like need to go back to the drawing board. Uh, but I'm excited to see that as we start to develop some of these melodies out. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, it was a bit of a tangent and we're not going to show yeah. that Yuck Oh, uh, <laughs> demo because we're not happy with it. We're not that happy with it, at least. Yeah. Uh, but it's something to like keep in mind as we're trying to like build these out. Mm-hmm. Cool. You want to listen to the Keller Talk one now? This is from a couple sure. weeks ago. Sure. Week thirty-seven.
kind of hearing like a pavement kind of like drawly kind of yeah. like I don't think we're gonna get Keller talk uh, singing over the top of this. <laughs> something tells me that's Oh yeah, are, are we, when we messed around with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how seamlessly it goes back into that. <laughs> I was gonna say that chord is nominee for the, the second Bad Wallpaper chord. Oh, nice. I, I love coming back to that one. It's a novel use of the Bad Wallpaper chord. Well, it's it's not the same. No, I mean, what I meant was like it's a it's a different like weird chord. Well, yeah, it's a variation of the bad wallpaper chord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us trying to copyright chords here. Yeah, don't steal the bad wallpaper chord. <laughs> Again, don't it's like it. one of the easiest chords that we've ever stumbled upon. It's like a power yeah. chord, <laughs> like with open strings. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Oops. Uh, so, I mean, it's interesting hearing those in juxtaposition because one is like more somber. The other one like feels a little genre-y. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think I've learned like, I'm okay with like a song that you're like, oh yeah, that's like clearly like this genre. Like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, I really don't care. <laughs> and And we got to consider that with a lot of these, once we kind of start jamming together on it and like get the drums going. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to coalesce a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's going to be maybe some dynamics. Sometimes actually I'm okay with like, not like flat dynamics too. Yeah. Like I feel like that last one actually kind of like just works as like a, it just goes. It's know? kind of groovy. Yeah. It's got big moments, mm-hmm. but overall it, yeah. it goes, it pops off and then it kind of comes back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a, a puffer fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we, re- I mean, so if the the replacements, as far as like, you know, uh, it's going, but like, we don't have a ton of like high, high energy, like, right, right. Like, I, I, which is kind of interesting thinking about like, whole, you know, collectively, like, Okay, we're gonna we're <laughs> file this under easy listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is where we're gonna end up. That's where we're gonna end up. <laughs> easy listening. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. did we even pick? We picked your Jimmy Eat World one, right? I don't know because I think it was <laughs> the week that. I mean, well, it was. I know I liked. It was these three. I think it might have oh. won. Okay, then it definitely would have, yeah. Because the other <laughs> ones were kind of... I love how we're going back and we're like, which one won? I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this is one of my favorites from you. Uh, again, it's it's like, okay, if you think of it as like a Jimmy Eat World song, okay, maybe it's a little Jimmy Eat Worldy, <laughs> And maybe if you had the singer from Jimmy Eat World singing over the top of it, it would be a Jimmy Eat World song. Sure. But that's not probably what's going to happen. Uh, so yeah, let's listen to week 16, Francine. 16 Francine. This one was an Arthur reference, right? You were just naming all your stuff after Arthur characters. Yeah. (laughs) And then it cuts back out. 
We should just talk over these. Yeah. We've already listened to them before. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that was the like. I, that was the main idea. Was yeah. like that. Like, and it kind of settles into here to like a verse. Yeah. This. This honestly. I think it works though. Is my least favorite part of it. It but works going into the next part. I think I got like. Yeah. I like. I like this part. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. The verse part. I think I just got like stuck on the like drum rhythm and like yeah it's like tom heavy and i just like it was an easy choice but that doesn't make it the wrong choice because i like this part and i like the intro part and that middle part is kind of the bridge between them and then i love that kind of drops out yeah and like you could you could just see it just going straight back into like the burner So yeah, I, for some reason, that one has stuck with me a lot from you. Yeah. I, I mean, it was a little out of my comfort zone and I think it, you know, was good to like push me there and yeah. And I think that, so yeah, if, if it's a, <laughs> it, it, that, that's kind of like we're, we're drafting the, like, you know, the, uh, bruiser for our hockey squad. <laughs> we need to. We need like one like slightly heavier like something a little. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean the funny. It's also like we've talked about you know individual song inspirations, yeah. but we also talk a lot about albums, and we're both like album guys who like the way albums are structured. And I don't know. It's kind of reminding me of like Joyce Manor, how like they're different songs. Like they're cohesive in that they're all Joyce Manor songs, but they kind of all have like little different like moments. Mm-hmm. I'm just daydreaming about like, you know, <laughs> how our thing is going to turn out. Lots of different. Options. No, it's really, so. it's really cool. Cause I think those are all also like big rock songs. Like let's, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. Maybe the replacements one is like the most upbeat, but I think like the Keller talk one, that big chord is so good. And I, I think the, the breakdown in that Jimmy Eat world one is great too. So uh, they're all, I think, interesting, big rock songs. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I guess so. We also, I don't know if we said it explicitly or not, but we're not going to like hold ourselves to like, this is the one I'm committing to doing for next week. It's kind of, yeah, know, we're going to let the like creative process flow. A little yeah. More, whatever so. starts to kind of build out, we'll, we'll take yeah. it and run with it. You know, maybe we just are, are writing and jamming on the side a little bit. One pops out at us all of a sudden, then it wasn't even one of those three. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> those are just the ones I think we're starting with at a baseline to say, let's, let's start building these out. Mm-hmm. And one of them I was talking about. You didn't even care about that one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there could be some true crossover not. ones where we like try to expand on ones that the other one made. I don't know. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I hope so. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard in this virtual environment because we'll have to like be like, mm-hmm. "How did you play that again?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that—that's fine. But yeah, it's not a big deal. Again, yeah. we're not trying to double team doing this and doing new riffs every week. That's, I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that was like stopping us from being able to actually go back and like spend a little more time with these. So yeah, all good. It's all gravy. So one of the ones that I think I actually have a good sketch of is the, the old week 11, you got to get away. This was my diarrhea planet inspired, inspired track. And the vocals kind of make me cringe on this one because I think I figured out my vocal chain a lot better, but that's part of the reason I want to go back and like take another crack at it. 
remember how to play this one, because it's pretty easy. Is it like the one chord, the three chord, and the fourth chord? Or uh, I think it's one, four, five. Oh, that's it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the uh, like harmonized guitar part. Mm-hmm. I kind of I, I like the chorus. Uh, it's got some energy to it. I don't know. Yeah, I really like the the very first part of it. The da na 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 da na 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 the da na 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 part. The brr 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 that part. No, <laughs> the the other the other first part. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. There's one chord progression in this entire thing. I It might just be like weird artifacts of like, you know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hear the it. The way you were strumming. Yeah, I, well, so the way I strummed that was like very open power chords. Mm-hmm. So like you can hear like, like E's and B's and G's ringing out kind of randomly. Yeah. But I mean, I re- like, okay. I mean, I would, I want to accentuate that like na 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 na. Well, and Um, I have some ideas for a verse where I think we could maybe add that as like the guitar part to the verse. Yeah, it's funny. I I mean, I think that happens to me a lot too where I hear like a ghost melody just in the like way the chords ended up like interacting with each other. Or maybe, you know, that's just like I'm imagining things, but like I hear that and that's like one of my, like my favorite parts of that song so <laughs> yeah yeah i and like pulling those out can help a lot with like mm-hmm. layering the track a little more yeah definitely so boom solid idea yeah there. so i'm gonna hopefully try and build that one out a little more by next week because i already yeah. have lyrics and stuff yeah and i like you shared the lyrics like i like the direction like where you went with like that really <laughs> you literally had like a one-line idea and you took it and expanded it into a whole concept right because the whole original awesome. concept was just that like i was talking to jesse and his job sucked Oof. he was like i think i gotta just quit and then i was like yeah that makes perfect sense you gotta just do it <laughs> So yeah, I'm um, hopefully next week we'll have a little more going on there. Maybe uh maybe the beginnings of a, a big demo. We'll see about that. Yeah. Uh another one that I've been trying to work on a little bit. The the two that I think already have quite a bit going on with them are like the more weight and the I know you already know. Those already have kind of some lyrics mm-hmm. going. Some of yep. some of that'll probably expand. Some of that we might just keep it as is and expand the like, you know, instrumental around it. But uh, mm-hmm. there's a few that have a little bit of lyricism going on, but I think need more to like kind of uh, round it out. And I think one of those was my anxiety track. I think needs some more. Yeah. Needs some more. Uh, some more revisiting. Perfect. 
like crank it, I think a bit. Anxiety reaching down on me. No matter how I try, I can't control my destiny. Anxiety reaching down on me. No matter how I try, I can't control my destiny. And I really like this like bridge part. I, so yeah, I love the lead part in the intro. Mm-hmm. I think my note would be like, maybe the lead doesn't need to continue on through like the oh, like it kind of conflicts with the melody. So like, yeah. if it you know if it went to more of a rhythm thing and and like really yeah, the whole rhythm of that track needs like built up because it kind of like gets muddy. And yeah, not distinct. Well, but. and this was week twenty. I think I was trying yeah. to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> And I hadn't quite worked out. Like I wasn't able to make the vocals pop yet. I wasn't able to uh, kind of boost that lead part more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of just muddy in general. So I think even just clarifying it, adding some like more versy parts and building out the the bridge, I think could really build the song up. And what do you think of the chorus? I mean, it's pretty basic, but... I uh, like I like the melody, and I I think the chord progression maybe like keep the melody, but like play with the chord progression. Sure, you know? sure. The unique chords are are I I really like them for like the intro part, and maybe a but maybe part, uh, like, break it down a little bit, make it a little more uh, yeah basic in the chorus. Yeah, yeah. And like I think I've gotten better at doing rhythm guitar in general. Mm-hmm. And so I think like just reconfiguring how it sounds on a rhythm perspective will be helpful. Yeah. That one's a really fun one though. That I'd like to like learn, you know, yeah. and like play around. I'd like so. to learn it too. I need to remember how to play it. <laughs> you got one more before we run out of time. I think so. I think I got one more that I'm going to be working on. This one, I think we shared recently on the, on the Instagram. And I think I have some lyrics for it. We're going to see. Uh, it's week 16, open C. And <laughs> part of the reason I haven't gone back and worked on this one very much is because I called it open C because uh, I had to <laughs> freaking mess my guitar up just to play it yeah. in open C. Oh, the intro is okay. It's fine. It can stay or go. I don't care. I just like the burn.
did you do did you do the old bend the neck? Oh yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll need to get a jazz master to really like. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, like one lyric stood out to me in this. Tell me about a place you call home. Like for some reason that jumped out to me like very quickly, and I've tried to build up around it. Nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. Try and build around that a little bit. Uh, again, it's just like da 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 da. Like <laughs> that jumped out to me. Okay, let's go with it. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think it needs a little needs a little work. It needs some more parts. I need to tune my guitar. <laughs> but I think there's something there. So something there. Uh, I really like the da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um and. The way and the way like da na na like like you hit that with the chords like yeah again open open chord shapes in like those uh those weird tunings give you so much dynamic where you can grab that melody line and grab the chord at the same time which made recording it a yeah. lot easier for sure lots of good stuff um, <sighs> this is a long one yeah. man there's a lot to lot to start mulling over yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's this is the process. We signed up for this. This is, this is what we asked for. <laughs> yeah. I just got to say, I'm so proud of us for like not quitting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, how many times have you started a hobby or something and just quit immediately or within like yeah. three weeks? And I realized like the one hobby I've never quit is like making music. Yeah. And it's, and it's the one I like, you, you, I kept telling myself like, Someday I'll do something with it, you know? Yeah. And like, finally I'm like doing something with it. It just feels like so fulfilling. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we've said this a lot amongst ourselves. It's like the podcast doesn't really matter. We enjoy making it. We enjoy chatting and we enjoy mm-hmm. the deadline it adds. But like really the, the output of this has been, you know, something to be proud of regardless of the <laughs> whatever happens next. So mm-hmm. in that way, hey. We're just uh, happy to be here. Yep. Jake, I will follow you into the dark. And you can follow me on Instagram at bad.wallpaper.band. And Twitter for some For about two more weeks until uh, someone breaks it with a git commit that no one was able to review because they don't have engineers. All right. See you soon, Jake.